and uh xena was always kind of like you'd be flipping through channels and you're like oh here's this show that i have no interest in but i kind of like you know it's like a weird part of my childhood in that way where you're almost like kind of forced to watch episodes because there's just like you know me and my cousins are it's raining outside we have to be in or whatever you know I want you to know, Jeff, that your your Xena story is virtually identical to my Xena story. Oh, nice. One summer I was over at my grandma's and there was nothing on TV. It's like 1992 or yeah. three. No, actually, I take it back. It was late, later than that. Xena came out 96. So it was mm, a, I summer of 96. Yeah. <laughs> I was older than that. And I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um and I was flipping through the channels and there's nothing on and on comes Xena warrior princess. And I'd never heard of it. I don't know what it is, but I started watching it because, and this, is, this might make more sense to factor uh, mm. mainly because I don't think you watched the show. Hey dude, Jeff. No, no. Uh, but there was an actress on Hey dude. She played Bradley. It was a brunette girl. Yeah. And yes, it's a girl with a boy's name or uh, I guess traditionally a boy's name hey dude and i thought it was the actress from hey dude <laughs> at first and i was like oh she's working and so i just w- started watching it and then eventually i figured out it wasn't the same actress but i just kept watching xena and now here we are 100 what? years later 100 years later what in the hell is this show hey this is dude a Nickelodeon thing you don't know about hey dude Jeff? I, I don't Listen, Jeff, it's a little wild. (laughs) Let me tell you about it. It's a little wild and it's a little strange. Um, But when you make your home out on the range, you got to count your horse and come along uh, because you can't hit your ride if you can't hold on. (laughs) Singing. Yippee ki yay Back well, they, looks like they took the cowboy from Pee Wee. Yippee Kai, yeah, what? Like the cowboy say, <laughs> sing, sing it again, again now. now. <laughs> Yippee Kai, yeah, yeah. Bring it on, Till the break of day. Oh, you better watch out for those man eating jackrabbits. Who's in that killer cacti? Why does that hey, look? Why does he look familiar? Ben Stiller's wife was on that show. Yeah. That was Old Town Tucson. It was like a. It was in Tucson, Jeff. Oh, really? Okay. Well, and it Tucson burned down. Used to be like Little Mexico, right? Basically, before uh, they built that city up. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody! Welcome to the Sandbox Gamers After Dark. Just so, before we forget to say that, <laughs> the show after the show. Uh, we're not just talking about Xena this week. That just happened to be what we were talking about when Factor decided to press record. That's. That's the beauty of Sandbox Gamers After Dark. It's unfiltered. Some people out there would argue, well, the name After Dark, doesn't it mean you got to be like sexy and you got to be like porno and (laughs) that name doesn't make sense and it's not even funny. Well, let me tell you, that's why we call it After Dark. And that's it. That's the joke, everybody. Uh, This week, I watched a movie. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about Clerks 3. We all watched it. At least I think we all did. And then we, we're yes. going to have a very interesting debate on uh, whether or not you stand or sit uh, while you pee. <laughs> but we'll get to that. And did you know <laughs> this whole time, what are we, episode six of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark? Some would say sure. the more popular show. And we've had prompts 
for topics each week that I have simply been ignoring because I didn't know they were there <laughs> in the show notes. <laughs> I, I'm a full transparency, everybody. I have not been looking at the show notes for After Dark because I didn't think there were show notes for After Dark. <laughs> so that's my fault everybody but uh let's talk about clerks three so kevin smith's latest uh opus has just hit streaming i think just the other day it must have been at least at least two or three days it's been on streaming right by what day did that come out on streaming factor this is kind of nebulous i'm looking here uh because this did not have like a traditional rollout so yeah, yeah, it was let's like just toured with the, uh, it was like all the like it was toured and then blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, streaming it just came out like within the last couple of days. It it was released in theaters, a limited run in theaters, but it was toured. It was going on a theater tour, uh, hosted by Kevin Smith. So it was like a con- like think a concert, but mm. a movie because um, movie movies and movie theaters are dead unless you are a Marvel movie. Or a DC movie, for the most part, you know the the post COVID crowds and the post or the the pre COVID way of life and way of seeing movies is long gone. So I think if COVID never happened, we probably would have saw this in theaters. Uh, well, I or what, because... I mean, maybe a traditional release. I mean, yeah, Kevin Smith has been doing some weird stuff with his films lately, and he's been I can't remember if it was Tusk was the first one, but. It, I was listening to a podcast interview with him and he was talking about how he got more. It didn't make sense for him. He said to make this movie specifically clerks three on the budget that they had and then do a traditional release. Cause he was like, there's no way we would make the money. Like the, he was like, I have a core audience. I can just tour it and my audience will come out. And that's the only way this movie will be profitable. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, a lot of movies and filmmakers don't do that. They'll just, you know, put their movie out there and then pay half in marketing costs. You know, half the production right. uh, will be in marketing. So I think he might have, even before COVID, he might have been doing this same type of release just because he's been doing this where he's getting more of the profit versus if he did a traditional release, he might not get as much on the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um so this is the third movie in the Clerks series, of course, and uh, the let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteenth movie from Kevin Smith. Uh, he has another movie that came out this year. Kilroy was here. I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of that. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot was twenty nineteen, which I absolutely did not enjoy <laughs> really yeah uh it was the most in of in jokes possible so, it, the in jokes were yeah. so inside that the movie didn't even make sense like story elements and weird things just didn't work for me uh jay and silent bob's super groovy cartoon movie i never saw that uh that was okay and then clerks 2 and then anything before that that's considered the view universe and then I don't I don't know if Zach and Mary Capono, Cop Out Red State, Tusk, and all those are considered view universe movies. Uh, but of course I haven't seen most of those. So I might just be blowing hot air, Jeff. Oh, well, you're only so lucky. <laughs> so, real quick, uh, let's talk about 
Clerks and Clerks 2. You, you've seen those movies, Jeff, correct? Yeah. Uh, I guess we should maybe give our history with Kevin Smith a little bit. Oh, uh, even even further yeah. back. Let's do it. So, so yeah, I'm at one point in my life, I was a huge fan, uh, loved all the stuff. And I would say it's probably uh, 2006. Uh, so probably actually like 2001 would have been when I when I first seen one of the movies I think I saw I think I saw James on the Bob on like a VHS maybe at that point um, and then Vactor knew me as a huge fan when we first started talking and hanging out and uh, I believe buddies. that was one of the things that we bonded yeah, yeah. over Xbox and Kevin Smith Smodcast you know yeah all of it, those things it, it Vactor I remember Vactor sent me like a handful of Kevin Smith comics, like he was uh, getting rid of them. And he was like, here, you can have these because you're a fan and I don't, I'm, I'm clearing out. Oh, space. Dang, I forgot about that. So I remember you actually sent me those. Yeah. I think I have those books still somewhere. I think they're at my parents' house in the, up in a closet or a bookshelf somewhere. But uh, yeah. Uh, so I was a huge fan and I love clerks. I love dogma. Uh, I do like, you know, the others, mall rats and chasing Amy. I, I would say those are a bit of a lower tier, but you know, clerks, clerks too. Jane and Bob Strike Back uh, are A tier peak Kevin Smith for me, um, just because the dialogue and, and like when Rob, you hinted at it, I think, and there's a problem that I run into the later movies. Um, Jane and Bob Strike Back was in joke. I think you enjoy that movie way more if it's like, if you're aware of the characters, you're aware of why Ben mm-hmm. Affleck technically plays two characters in the movie right. and stuff like that. Like there's, there's things that are inside joke but it's overall enjoyable like if i bring that movie up to people they're like oh yeah and you know like those quote the movie though the, you know all the jokes are funny and i felt like kevin smith still had uh, a good voice uh and vector's face is making he's making a weird face we'll get to that but uh <laughs> the that's uh, just his face jeff yeah he's making a weird face but the um i just looked every, up kilroy was here and you're um, not oh, gonna like it so <laughs> I, I have i have a tab open to look at that i know kilroy was here is like a piece of graffiti i know the actual thing mm-hmm. but i don't know what that is so I'll, I'll we'll look it up but um either way so my history is uh pretty much if you look at this list i loved except for like jersey girl which was whatever but i love the kevin smith movies uh, from 2006 and before. So Clerks and back. Clerks 2, rather, and back. And Zack and Miri was okay. I was still on board. I don't love that movie, but it's okay. It's funny in parts. And uh, Cop Out uh, was trash. Uh, one of the... It's so terrible. Uh, Red State, I enjoy, but I don't have a desire to see again. And then... Tusk is really a turning point in Kevin in my Kevin Smith fandom. Um, I'm not one of these guys that like hates him or don't, you know, like turned on him and like thinks he doesn't make anything good. I think what happened for me was the podcast came out, right? So like the podcast hit in like 07, I think it was like a little bit after Clerks 2. And that to me has carried him through the second half of his career. And even that I, I've fallen off of. Uh, and there's another thing that I will mention about my Kevin Smith fan in a second, but uh, that ties into all this. But uh, so the podcast kind of carried him uh, for me because I'd enjoyed like if you pull up like the first hundred episodes of Smodcast, 
all of those, I'd be like, listen to any of these. They're really funny. They're, they're really great. Um, and, and I even, I think I have them on like a server somewhere. I just keep just so like, if they ever go paid, you know, or whatever, I can always have those episodes if I want to listen to one or something. And, um, yeah, everything after that I have not liked. And we'll talk about clerks three, uh, and my problems with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I like all of his earlier stuff. I think the podcast carried him in the second half of his career. And I think really for me, he used to be like, it was when he started being like heavy stoner guy is really was a turning point for me because I feel like there was a turning, there was a change in his voice and in his comedy that I just, um, or his perspective rather. Right. Uh, that has just not been uh, as enjoyable for me personally. Um, I don't know about you guys and your history. I don't know. I know Rob's more of a weird out guy, you know, maybe he might, he might like UHF more than all these. I have a uh, a wide variety of tastes, uh, uh-huh. Jeff, as you can see by the bookshelf behind yes. me. So my my experience with Kevin Smith movies was way back around the Clerks Mall Rats days. I don't know if you know about this, Jeff. Bactor probably knows. There used to be a magazine that came out called Wizard Magazine. It was a comic books magazine. So it was like a Beckett. For comic they like books. own a bunch of stuff now, right? Wizard, I think they they became bigger, maybe, but okay. I could be wrong. But yeah, uh, it's been a quite some time since I've read a Wizard, let alone thought mm-hmm. about Wizard. Yeah. But when I think about Kevin Smith and when I first discovered him, he he was writing comic books, um, Daredevil. He had a Daredevil run and other things too. And so they had this big article on him and. What I remember distinctly was they were showing an illustration of Jay and Silent Bob from some comic book that he put out and then a picture of Jay and Silent Bob in black and white next to it. And my my thought was, oh, look, these comic book characters are in these in this movie. And I strictly I sought out clerks because I saw that article. Oh, dang. Uh, and just, I didn't really know what it was. Uh, I was just like, oh, but it's a comic book movie. And th- keep in mind, this was like 1994, 95. So like I was 12 or 13, like around that time. And so I was like, oh, what's, what is this? Let's check it out. And I eventually got a hold of Clerks. Probably shouldn't have watched it uh, <laughs> for, for how old I was. And then into Mall Rats and then Chasing Amy. Like those were the big three. So 97. So it must have been high school around when I discovered it. Because those were the only three out at the time when I discovered Kevin Smith and Jane Silent Bob. And then I watched everyone as it came out. Dogma I saw in theaters. Loved it. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't know why why I have this in my brain, but I have some sort of memory like Vactor and I went and saw Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. But I don't think that's correct. No. But I don't know why my brain is thinking that. We saw um, Clerks 2 together. Yeah, I mean, that's Clerks 2. That's mm-hmm. probably where, where it was. Yeah. Um, Jersey Girl I saw, but I wasn't super thrilled with it. Clerks 2, I enjoyed. Um, Zach and Mary Make a Porno I saw in theaters. Cop Out was the last Kevin Smith movie I watched until Ooh. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Because I didn't really have an interest in Red State uh tusk yoga hosers because those weren't view us universe or jane silent bob mm-hmm. movies uh 
And so I was like, no, that's like good for him. He's expanding his horizons. But the last time he did that, he made Zach and Mary made a porno and it wasn't that great. Yeah. Which is, a, Cop which is Out. a Judd Apatow movie, basically. Yeah. Right? And then Cop yeah. Out wasn't that great either. Although that's not his movie. So I'm not blaming him for that necessarily. Right. But I wasn't. I wasn't fans of it. And so I could see the trajectory where he was going just like, well, these just aren't for me. But then Jane Silent Bob reboot came out and I was very disappointed in that movie. Uh, and then here we are at Clerks 3. I will go out on a limb and say that I feel like Clerks are the best movies he makes. In my opinion, the the best ones that he's made was Clerks, Clerks yeah. 2, and Clerks 3, followed shortly by Dogma. Mm. But that's that's how I figured out about Kevin Smith. And then I remember Vactor used to listen to Smodcast. This was back in our Hollywood video days. And mm. he would burn podcasts on CDs and he would give them to me. And he'd be Dang. like, you got to listen to these. <laughs> and, Dang, I forgot. I was working that. at a different Hollywood video. That was when I was a manager wow. of a Hollywood video for a short period of time. Uh, and he would put them on CD and give them to me. Nice. That was before uh, <laughs> like iPods and MP3 players were like a yeah. big, big thing. Right. It's crazy going through his history because I was in a different place. Like when every single one of his movies came out and even just the ones Rob just mentioned, Clerks 2, I was in Arizona. Zach and Mary make a porno. I was in Memphis. Cop Out, I was back in Arizona. So it's like thinking about where I was. during. We might have even seen Mm -hmm. Cop Out together because I know I saw it in theaters. Maybe, yeah. Um, But I've also had... For Kevin Smith as a, well, actually, no, even as a comic book writer, because as a director and as a comic book writer, he's had a peak and valley type of career where he had this really high, high, where he was one of my favorite writers, directors, and comic book writers. I should say movie writer, comic book writer, and director. And then now today... I think of him more as a personality and from a, as a podcaster more than a director or a writer, he's directing a lot of TV shows these days, Supergirl and flash and stuff like that. And every, so every now and then I I find his thoughts interesting, but not like I used to, where it was like every podcast, I was like, yeah, everything he's saying is great. He's a, a great writer. He's funny. You know, all these things. The things that he was saying in Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma were a, a very a lot more interesting to me than what he's saying with Yoga Hosers, Tusk, and Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. All those he's he's on the downward side of, of the career. Um I really liked a lot of the stuff that he was putting out, and then he, that He-Man cartoon that was on netflix Mm -hmm. i actually did enjoy that so now i'm at a point where i did enjoy clerks 3 and i like that he-man reboot i don't like anything where his daughter is the main star harley quinn smith (laughs) yeah she's not that good (laughs) so she was in yoga hosers she was in jan silent bob reboot and the first thing I saw when I pulled up Kilroy was here was her face. So Uh-oh. that was that was the face you saw me making, Jeff, that you mentioned oh, earlier. Dang. So she is involved in that. And 
I didn't hear anything about that because I don't pay as much attention to Kevin Smith anymore. But Chris Jericho is also in that, who's a wrestler that I always liked. Um, mm. Jason Muse is in it. But I thought Clerks 3, it, it, I haven't seen Clerks 2 in a while, though. I was, I was going to say I like Clerks 2 more than I like Clerks, Clerks 3 more than 2. But I haven't seen two in a while, so I might need to go two, back and rewatch. Two that. is so much better than this. Better, it's not. It's not even close. I don't. I don't know about that. So, it's, what did you not like about Clerks Three? Um. Okay. So I just. I'll just get my overall. Oh, we're going then. into it. We're talking <laughs> spoilers, everybody. All right. Um. So I think as like a, it's not the worst. I. I here's how I would put it. like. So like I think Tusk is is trash i think yoga hoser is trash i think you know the reboot is trash i think a bunch of those are trash but um this is above those this is like a a a little notch above those but it's still not great does that make sense like so it's, it's kind of in the middle for me um in terms of like my enjoyment so i don't think it's like the worst thing he's ever done but um and maybe maybe i think i attribute a little bit of this to uh listening to him on the podcast because, you know, I mean, how, I, I don't know how many episodes I listened to Smodcast before I kind of fell off, but it had to be in like almost 200, maybe more. And so like when you listen to somebody that much, you kind of hear the, uh, you know, kind of their, their, their catchphrases. You hear the same stories kind of over and over again, or they talk about things, you know, and repeat it and everything. And um, there's just, I there's no other word for this than his dialogue and like clerks and all that stuff is, is hilarious and like groundbreaking at the time. Very like, you know, people weren't carry... talking about star Wars. In yeah. movies, Right. Yeah. Ca- like he was to carry the movie with dialogue and jokes and all that stuff. And they hit now his stuff currently to me is cringe. And <laughs> the reason I say it is I just don't find the jokes. Number one, I don't find the jokes that funny. Cringe. And then number two, I don't there's things like, for example, uh, when Randall has the, the heart attack, mm-hmm. you're like, here we fucking go, because now all you're going to do is reference your own heart attack. And sure enough, there's things in there where like with that that doctor's name, it's like a German name or something like that. Right. Like the, the woman doctor says the name and it's the same story he's told the whole time and like the dialogue is based around this thing i've heard at least 10 times like he told it on rogan he told it on his own he told it on other things and i'm just like for me to have to hear that again was just like it just it takes me out of like what's happening and and so and like and this is i know mine is like very uh, not very unique, but mine is not like the average fan. Like me and Robert are gonna have different experiences because he probably hasn't heard the, that dialogue. He probably hasn't heard that story told a dozen times, whereas I have. So like when you go through those moments, it's it's just super cringy to me. Um, I do like, uh, you know, some of the, you know, and, and, I, and I can relate to the Dante storyline, you know, where he's at the end of his life or, you know, he, He's he's like, have I wasted my time doing this? You know, have I all I ever did was work in this? Like when he has the drunken rant at Randall, mm-hmm. right? Like that to me was probably peak of this movie of him basically 
lashing out about his own life and, you know, like the existential crisis that he kind of has in that moment. Uh, I thought all that was, was great. I like, I liked that part and I like the dialogue there, but some of it's just like, it feels a little bit like, you know, your dad trying to, Hey, what's going on with the bitcoins kids? Hey, these kids are getting rich off the bitcoins. And you're like, like, all right. Like there was nothing else we could do here. There was nothing like funnier than like a Bitcoin joke. And then that whole scene when his wife comes in at the end after Dante's died and she's claiming the, the half ownership. Right. And then uh, uh, Elias. Right. That's the name. Am I missing that up? Elias. Mm-hmm. Him and the, what was the other dude's name that he was with? It was a funny name. Um, I don't even remember that character's name. I'm trying to remember the character's <laughs> name. I just remember being like, Silent Bob. Yeah. Uh, he had like a funny name. But anyway, uh, yeah, he, they're like, they come in and that dialogue of him handing the cash over and like paying off the debt. And I got was a million like, dollars. Yeah, I he like, said, I took what? out a million dollars just to ball out. Is what yeah. He said. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, man, this is just, uh, oh, blockchain, Coltrane oh, is yeah. what they're, yeah. Uh, man, that, that whole end to that part was just like, which is going to be a real dated reference when you watch this movie like 10 yeah, years from now. Exactly. And like, it just well, to me, is just it's just so cringe it took me out of i think the overall like his vision for the movie is good circle this back around tell your story in a way through the clerks three movie and you know bring back clips of the old movies and stuff but like it's just so hard when i don't like the humor in it anymore when i don't find it to be as uh as good as hard hitting like a lot of it's like like i said with the with the doctor thing and the you know it just i don't don't know i i wouldn't call this movie terrible there's just a lot there to be desired and that's not even to mention some of the like just the quality of the movie i mean his movies like we have enough green screen let's get some like cinematic work in here like you should maybe like you're well known enough i figured you know you could you know you could get somebody in here and i, and I know that's not the point of the clerks movies i'm just saying it's like it feels cheap like when i watch it Dang. is my problem but i I don't entirely hate this movie those are just the things that are so hard for me to get over that i just it's tough. The, I love the, you know, the cameos. Like he puts like all of the impractical jokers in there randomly, like in that scene right. when they're auditioning. Like, like that stuff, I'm like, okay, this is cool. But Brandon Harmison, for whatever reason, <laughs> yeah. he'll say yes to anything. <laughs> right. Danny Trejo, you know, you're like, <laughs> it's like, okay, these are, you know, some random stuff in here. But, um, well, those are all his. Like every person who appears has a tie to him. And so if right. you know Kevin Smith as a personality outside of the films, you'll understand like Ralph Garman. Like why is Ralph Garman in here? Everybody right. has a tie specifically to Kevin Smith. Um, But this might also make a little bit more sense as far as the blockchain stuff to you, Jeff. Kilroy was here is the first feature film to be released as an NFT. It was released as oh, yeah, 5,555 exclusive non-fungible tokens. So he's into that. Like that's just 
what he's into right now. And I think that's what he's always done is he's taken bits of his life and putting it into these movies. That's what Clerks was. That's what, you know, all of these films, they have something that's a piece of him and he's telling it. So he's never been a filmmaker that's like Christopher Nolan. Like he's going to tell this huge story and, and be outside of his own wheelhouse. Everything's always been about what's close to him. And I think that the NFT thing is what he's into right now. Same thing. Like when he got into weed, he started putting that into his movies more. And I I don't think that um, the quality of this one is worse than those other ones. He was doing the Tusk and the no yoga hosers. Yoga hosers is really bad. Rob, don't watch it. I don't know what really (laughs) I could probably not go to watch it. That's that's the only one I never finished. I've watched yeah. all of his movies. I I could not finish Yoga Hoja. Yep. I said I can't do it. Yeah. Because his his daughter is just so bad. And then when she was getting a job on, she got a job on the DC YouTube channel. And it was like, why are they employing her? She's because her name's good. Harley Quinn. I, she's not funny. She's not interesting. Anyways, uh, I'm glad she wasn't in this movie very much. She is in this movie, but not very much. She was surprising her role from Jane Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Another one where they're trying to connect the viewist universe. But um, I thought this was a good trilogy, like a good end to the clerk's trilogy. Um, they spoilers, they killed Dante. And I thought this was like, I thought the end of clerks two was going to be like the, the finale. Like we weren't going to see these characters again, right. but seeing them again and it's, 10 years or 20 years later almost it was like it was 15 years later and i remember it in clerks 2 where i was like man these guys are old and then you look back at clips at, from clerks they're 2 not really like, that old yeah now right. in this one they're like dang these guys are super old now so i liked they're like the, our age in clerks 2 <laughs> yeah right that's what i was thinking about when i was watching it but I think this was a good capper to the the clerk's trilogy of all these films and putting his heart attack story in there made sense to me because he always said when he originally wrote clerks, um, that character, Jeff, uh, Jeff Anderson's character was him. He was like, I I gave him all the good lines. That's like what I would have been if I was actually a good actor. And so he always saw himself as that character speaking through that character. So it made sense for him to, to have the heart attack and then to make clerks like it was meta that he was making the film that the first film that got Kevin Smith fame um, and redoing a lot of the scenes and all those uh, from the first movie. So I was in on, on the, like the ride of this movie clerks three, from start to finish. And I was, I showed it to my wife and she liked it as well, but I, sh- I showed her all the Kevin Smith movies as also. Um, so I enjoyed clerks three uh, quite a bit, Rob. What did you think? I liked it. I don't know how, I think I'll agree with Jeff. I, I think I liked clerks two more, but that Can doesn't put mean a, clerks three is bad. Yeah. Could you put a a pin in like what it is about the second one that you liked more? I think I just liked it a little bit more because it was a it was a change of setting. We were getting new characters. 
and overall just the the arc of it and i, I like was... the story a little bit better because this one while it's not a bad story exactly but it's it's a lot of remember when i said this in clerks one and remember when i said this in <laughs> clerks one like there's a lot of that in this movie which i don't dislike because i've liked clerks i've I like Clerks. I've seen that movie a million times. So I'm not against it exactly and watching them reenact these scenes. But I feel like just because Jay and Silent, or not Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, excuse me, Clerks 2 was just different. So I think that's why I like that the best. I think right now I'm putting Clerks 2, Clerks 3, and Clerks if I had to rank them personally. One thing that I really like about this movie that really follows the thread of Clerks 2 and Clerks 1. And I don't know if it's something on purpose or a coincidence or just the people he's hiring to make these particular movies. But everybody is not a good actor. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) they're not. I mean, they're not. Listen, I'm not in the movies, so I'm like I'm not saying I'm better or anything like that. But if you think about like chasing Amy or Dogma or the actors that are in those movies versus Jeff Anderson mm-hmm. uh, and Dante and all all of their friends, especially the guy kid who plays Elias, like it has that. I don't want to say community theater vibe to it because that's not really what i mean there's a lot sometimes you'll run into really great actors in community theater but sometimes you'll run into actors just on other tv shows or wherever where it feels like they're just reciting lines off of a piece of paper Mm -hmm. versus acting and i get a lot of that with clerks but i think it works for clerks because everybody's doing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean so it fits the tone versus like uh mall rats where most everybody's a good actor and then jason lee is saying things weird the whole time like that's one thing about mall rats that is a down point is that i don't think jason lee is the strongest in that movie uh because he feels like he's not acting oh really yeah something about his performance in that uh compared to everybody else anyway but um Overall, I, I enjoyed it. The humor stuck. There were things that made me laugh, just little throwaway lines. I was really impressed with, uh, of course, I can't remember the actor's name, but the the actor who plays Dante. I was, when I say people can't act, but then he, he'll have moments where he's like really acting his heart out for his yeah. part, which is a lot different than what you've seen him do in these movies in the past or any movie because he's not really a working actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure he is, but you don't see him in things. Like he's not mm-hmm. a guy who's being cast in like other studios' movies. Um, so overall, I liked it. The humor stuck. I knew what I was expecting. It's Kevin Smith humor to me is like South Park or Seinfeld or The Big Bang Theory. Even though those are all different things, it's a if I'm if the Big Bang Theory comes on, I know what kind of humor I'm getting. If South Park's on, right. I know what I know what that humor is. If if it's a Kevin Smith movie, I can pretty much get, guess what the humor is going to be like. And so it lived up to it, or to my expectations in that regard. Mm. Also, um, 
And one thing I could not take my eyes off of in this movie was uh, Jason Muse's fake teeth. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when did this happen? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't remember that in Jane Silent Bob reboot. It, it is there, yeah. Yeah. In that. Um, and my only, I don't want to call it a criticism, but I was like, why is Rosaria Dawson on the on the cover of this movie? Why is she being advertised? She's in it for 10 minutes. Oh, we know the whole why. time. I mean, we know wife, why. Rosario no, Dawson. Well, we yes. know why. If you know my address, she didn't do the dance, but yeah. we know why. Um, but I was like really surprised that they were pushing her so much when she's very, she's she's hardly in the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought she all. was a main character when I when I went to right. watch the movie. Yeah, I did too. Same. And then you have that scene at the very beginning where it's like R.I.P. Rosario Dawson, like a newspaper clipping. And I was like, "What? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> like she's she's on the poster. She's in all the promo material. <laughs> What's going on here? I uh, that was the one thing about this movie about the story that I did not get why. And I want to listen to a commentary, which Kevin Smith commentaries were always my favorites back yeah. in the day. Yeah. But I want to listen to why did he kill her? Like, what was the the reasoning behind? Oh, yeah, I need to get Dante to a place where he's like so sad that he wants to kill himself or like what? What was the reasoning behind that? I don't I just don't quite get it. And he killed her when she was pregnant. Like, I just the, yeah. like the motivation behind that. You could have easily had her. I guess maybe he might have thought, oh, she's she would have been too successful for him. Like she would have left him at some point or, or maybe he didn't want to have like I I, I can't. I feel think like of the reason and she can't be in every scene because let's let's face it. This movie's not affording Rosario Dawson. Right. Oh, like, she I don't made think, scale or something. Like I, I don't that, think they're I'm giving sure. her the, the check that, you know, she probably would need for her time. I, I think, think uh, what it is, is there's a there's a point made in the very end of the movie vector where right before dante uh has his heart attack where he says you know your uh, your life's you almost died i've been dead for years i'm paraphrasing what he said but he was referring to mm-hmm. reaching the the final act of his life or the third act of his life and it was taken away from him versus this guy how he's been dead for a long time and you only almost died i think that's really sort of the driving point to to get to that emotional crux of the film is probably i think that's where that really paid off but up until that point i was still saying the same thing as factor i was like i don't really understand the choice they made with just killing this character one of the one of the better characters in clerks too yeah right and uh i was gonna say just while we were talking about jason Mew's fake teeth um, they were wild, man. I'll man, tell you what, it wasn't working for me. Did 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 you guys know? I, maybe I just have a weird eye. Maybe this is maybe I'm wrong. The makeup on all of these people looked so. It was so distracting to me. Uh, pull up the trailer. There was to me. I'm like, like their faces are like. There was just something about like like it's almost like their neck was white. And so people would have like a really tan face, you know, like you could tell there was like just makeup on there. And you're just like, man, like this looks like like it just looked weird. And really the scene where I was like, 
where it was killing me. Like, I, it, it's not that big of a deal, the whole movie. I'm not saying it was like, you know, the worst thing of all time. But that scene when uh, I think he's like, he's a ghost in that theater, right? Like him and Becky. Yeah, know, it's Rosario's like cares character. Yeah, it's supposed to be. A, I, I took it as a metaphor of your life flashing before your eyes. right? Before yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the whatever makeup they have on uh uh who plays is it Ray, what's his what's his actual name the actor I'm trying to remember his actual name but the guy who plays Anderson? Dante yeah oh Dante uh, uh, yeah Dante I'm sorry Brian yeah. O'Halloran Brian O'Halloran the but he looks weird sitting in that seat I don't know what I don't know if that was on purpose I was like is this is he supposed to look like ghostly or something like he just looks strange uh to me i i don't know i don't know what it is i think it's to me it's like the production value um i think it could also be like you know these movies are you know i guess a bunch of those movies been are in high def but like you know it's just it's i don't know there's just like little things like that that make it just feel i don't know well, watching like this trailer he's the only one that looks like somehow. that to me everyone else looks regular mm-hmm. but yeah brian o'halloran Brian looks like he's got makeup caked on his face. Yeah, and uh, the kids, Elias and his boy, the blockchain dude. Well, to be fair, they were dressed up like Kiss. Yeah, they were wearing makeup a lot. That's true. That's true. But in their normal scene, when they had their normal, you know, face, there was it was noticeable there too. And I was like, man, it just like I can't. Every time I see, it's not again, it's not the worst thing ever. But just every time I would see, I'd be like, man, they really went thick on this makeup here. Like Jesus Christ. Um, it just yeah, I, I didn't know. notice it when I was make up and teeth. I noticed it a little bit in the black and white scenes where they were when they were recreating things. It mm-hmm. looked a lot like Charlie Chaplin makeup. Oh, right, right. In the black and white scenes, that <laughs> I did notice that once or twice, but only in those scenes. I didn't really pay attention to it. I think otherwise. it is also the um the fidelity, like what this was shot in 4K and it was shot on digital. I think there's a lot more clarity in this one. Then if you go back to, I bet you Clerks, Clerks 1 for sure was shot on film. Clerks 2, I'm sure, I think was shot on film also. This one looks like it was shot on digital. Um, but like I just saw Justin Long, like he looked normal. Um, so I think it is a combination of that specific people have a lot of makeup on and then the higher fidelity, like because yeah. it was filmed in, in right. uh, digital yeah. high def. Just watch some clips of it again. Just run through and like look at some. It's just or run through the trailer. Just like look at it. Yeah, that's what it, I did. Just, okay, I just yeah, yeah. watched the whole trailer. Yeah, yeah. It was just man. It was just distracting me. There was just little things and like again, like I said, I would if I if you had to, if I had to put this movie in a category, I would say I like it. Uh, I don't know if I would say it's a good movie really uh, for most people, uh, but I like it because I'm invested in that whole arc and i think all of us are you know clerks wanted to like i think yeah. it's a i think it's a i think it's a uh um uh an honorable you know finish to that story yeah. right i think yeah. it's definitely it definitely wraps it up in like a nice way that i'm i was happy to see and i guess in some ways yeah but yeah. nobody's gonna watch this one and not have seen one and two yeah i don't think it'll stand alone I don't think it holds up if you were just watching no, Clerks 3. This this is the Dark Knight. This this is I'm sorry to break it to you guys. This is the oh, crown wow. jewel. 
casual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I liked is there's no end credit stinger, but over the last like two minutes of the credits, Kevin Smith uh, comes over as a voiceover in the credits and talks about his uh, mm. alternate ending. Or yeah, what was he? I'm trying to remember what he was even saying in that. He was um, there was this. He's talking about a scene where that the scene at the very end where it's Dante's funeral and it's like a panning shot where the camera's pulling up and you right. can see everybody at the funeral. And he was like, uh, Randall went on to, to work at the quick stop until he was 96. And he, Oh, he was me kept making movies, right? He kept yeah, making yeah. movies. He did it like old TV show style. I thought yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. So when the commentary comes out for this, I definitely want to check it out, but I think yeah, I'll probably this watch it again. Is just a good snapshot of where Kevin Smith is as a person in 2022 versus where he was in 2006 for clerks two. And then in 94 for clerks, like he's a different person in each one of these. And I like how the characters also are making that journey where they are different people in each one of these and they're in different places of their lives. I just thought it was actually kind of sad that they were still working at the quick stop in the third one. Like, they're that age and they're not like, they're not married. They don't have families and they're working at the quick stop. And I was, when I saw that, I was like, this is depressing. This movie is depressing. Yeah. Dante has uh, a depressing life, right? Like, oh yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. I just, you almost just feel bad for the guy. Yeah. I mean, like it, yeah, I don't know. So it, I guess, you know, it was like nice to see the wrap up, but you're just like, Jesus Christ, he got, fuck <laughs> it is yeah it sucks well that's clerks three for you guys uh we give it a recommendation go ahead <laughs> and see it yeah speaking, uh, speaking of recommendation just so we have a prompt last week we talked about ghosts and uh that conversation starter was from technological co-host shaf and he gave us another. He said, "Oh, you want more idea? You want more <laughs> things to talk about?" He, Shaf, is very pro sitting down to pee. It's it's one of his uh, claims to fame. It's it's a hill he will die on. You know, like there are there are types of people who will be like, "Oh, I'm vegan." They'll tell you without you asking. Oh, I support Trump. Oh, I'm, uh, oh, I'm Christian. Shaf yeah. Shaf will say, "I pee to sit down, or sit down to pee. <laughs> I pee to sit down." Is what I do. <laughs> uh, all joking aside, he's very he's very pro. Shaf is very weird around the office. Is all yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so this is from, uh, <laughs> Shaf. He wants to go over the origin of society's need to make fun of guys who sit down while they pee. This is directly what he said. If they don't want me to sit down, then stop making toilets so sittable. (laughs) Inevitably, I need to poop when I'm in there. So why not just sit through the whole experience? Uh, So I'll continue in a sec. But he says he has to pee. He, He knows if he sits on that toilet long enough, he'll poop, even though it's not the reason why he went in there. (laughs) Uh, continuing if you go in with the need to pee and you stand up and you get some pee pee on the seat because your stream has been erratic uh, it's always been that way and you can't explain it 
Uh, but it's just a thing you've learned to accept about yourself because you know you can't do anything about it and it's completely outside of your circle of control. Uh, there's pee on the seat and now you need to go poop, but you j- but just got the seat wet. So now you need to clean the seat first before you squat down. <laughs> hmm. uh, just sit the whole time to avoid the unpredictable piss flow. So I... <laughs> I don't know what the point he's trying to make here is. <laughs> I, yeah. And we love, we all love Shaw, but to me, what it's, what it sounds like he's saying is that if he goes to the bathroom, knowing he has to poop and pee is that he will approach the toilet, uh, stand up and pee. And apparently his stream is erratic and he will get it everywhere. And then he'll go, but I also have to poop. Dang it. (laughs) And wipe the seat and then have to, and then sit to poop where, I mean, this is called sandbox gamers after dark after all. So I'll just lay it all out there. If I know I have to poop, I'm starting with the sit. Right. Yeah. Um, Well, that follows the, uh, the other follows the, the poo, right? Yeah, just naturally, naturally is so, it happens or he's he knows he has to pee, but he sits down to pee because he figures if I sit here long enough, I'll poop. Hmm. That's so at least that's what I got out of that sentence out of that paragraph. Um, But let's circle back. Let's get the poop out of there and also <laughs> lift the toilet seat, Shaf. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> lift the toilet seat if you're gonna pee, man. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Or uh, just aim it a little better. You know what I mean? Just I focus mean, a see, little extra. See what it is, and I think we can all we can all agree. It's not that you can't aim. It's the splashback, depending on the stream, right? I I I guess it's the splashback. Kinda. I think. But anyway, let's start with factor. <laughs> been awfully quiet this whole time. He's falling asleep. We need to engage him. Oh no. <laughs> Factor. Do you or do you not sit to pee the majority of the time? And when's the last time you did that? 99% of the time it works every time. I did it today. And the majority you sat of to pee? Oh yeah. And the majority of the time is because I'm on my phone, which we all do. We all we're all on our phone. Oh yeah, um, and that's mm-hmm. the reason why. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen people use their phones at the urinal, and I'm like, "What are you doing? I don't, I don't condone that. I don't like that. <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> I pee. don't condone that. <laughs> I'm and an I've outlaw seen in this chat, baby. <laughs> on their phone while they're peeing at the urinal, or they're on the phone. Get off the huh. phone." Well, I no, I would never talk on the phone. Talking to somebody urinal. on the phone and I could hear them peeing. I don't let like, alone in a public bathroom. Yeah. Like, no. But I always do it because of that fact, because I, I'm on my phone. Um, so also, I just want, I want, or, hold on. I want to clear yeah, paint yeah. a picture here just so I make sure I understand what he's saying. This is a day in Factor's house. It's a day off. He's not at work. Yeah. This is he, home and away. This is both okay. places. He's, okay. He's. he's in the living room watching TV. Uh-oh, I got a little tingle in my dingle. I better go to the potty. And you walk into that bathroom and you don't have to poop. You just have to pee. 
and you sit because you want to look at your phone yes and how Mm. long do you stay on the toilet well it depends on how much how many notifications i have because if i'm going to look at my phone if i'm committing to sitting down to feed just so i can look at my phone like peeing takes what 30 seconds yeah (laughs) so like how long are you sitting on the toilet just for the 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 duration of your pee are you staying in there no it's longer than that and that probably goes back this is before cell phones i remember my dad taking hours in the bathroom and i was like what is he doing in there as a kid i would be like why has my dad spent 30 45 minutes why is he still in there and he would come out now he would bring a newspaper in there and he would read a whole newspaper while he was going to the bathroom. <laughs> that's 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 Mr. Vector. And uh, I would I have asked him a couple of times, and he was like, "That's the only place I can get peace from your mom. That's the only place she won't bother me mm. is in the bathroom." Now we're on our phones, um, but yeah, that's the reason I do it is specifically so that I can be on my phone, so I can uh, be posting a TikTok, so I could be going on YouTube and be playing these netflix games that are on the phone <laughs> right oh, man. that's but that's the only reason i don't the the shoff i was with you because shoff said he likes to sit when he pees i was with you up until the the reasoning and the logic that you might He's have gonna to piss go, everywhere <laughs> you might have to go poop after you went pee. <laughs> i've never done that shoff in my life i've never had that urge i've either done one or the other i don't I like you go in with the intention of ooh, doing one or the yes. other. Not, I'm going to pee. Well, let's just see if a poop happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe on a rare occasion, but generally speaking, that's that's not been something, that's not been a thought that's crossed my mind. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? Uh, uh, are, you a, are you a sitter or a it, stander? You know, it's funny because, so I think, and I'm going to defend Shoff in here in a second, but... Oh. Um, I, it's funny now that like, if you would have, okay, if you asked me, I didn't think about it. I just gave you a, you know, shotgun blast response. I'm like, oh, I stand like, yeah, of course I'm a man. I stand all the time. Okay. You're the one that Shaw's fighting against. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) the more I think about it, so, and I would never do this at my current employer. It's not a practice I have, but like, if I'm going to the bathroom to pee, at work you best believe i'm sitting in that stall and catching up on some messages and catching up on what i can for the day especially at a at a place like mine where i feel like i don't i'm talking to people non-stop all day long um so i would actually say in my mind as you guys were talking i was my the percentage i would have said 90 percent of the time i am standing and it kind of kept coming down i'm like okay well there's at least a good amount of times where I'm going to the bathroom, a restroom, uh, and I'm sitting down out of that principle alone uh, of just, you know, getting my my money's worth for the hour. Uh, and then I think in, in Shaw's defense, if if you got a lady in your life and she's living with you or staying frequently with you, uh, oftentimes you're probably you know 
just for her sake, leave the lid down. You know, you're going to be courteous, right? I think, now listen, I know both of you hate your wives, okay? I know you guys <laughs> have moved beyond impressing them or, you know, being courteous to them. You just tell it's them. It's like to, holding the car door open. Off. Like you do that for the first couple of times, but then it gets, you know, right, it's not right. practical after a while. So, so I'm just saying, I'm just thinking like when it brings the average down. So there's there times like that. There's, you know, wasting time at work not wasting earning time at work there, you know, so I think I'm almost at like a 50, 50, like right now, if I go to the restroom and I pee all over the lid, like Shaw, I'm going to be standing, <laughs> but there are, there are more and more times, you know, Shaw, I think is in a house full of women, you know, full of uh, females. So now, he, I... he must lead by example. I, if... I understand why he would. If I go in there and I don't have my phone or I know I need to get back to somewhere real quick, then I'll stand because your fruity pebbles are waiting in the kitchen. If I want to eat my fruity pebbles, I'm going to stand so I can get out of there as soon as possible because then Mm -hmm. it's the opposite. I don't like being in the bathroom. I want to get out of there as soon as I can. So I'm going to (laughs) stand. But I don't think it has anything to do with your you're masculine or you're feminine if you're standing or you're sitting. I think it's it's a matter I, of time. No, to me. I I don't think it, it's actually that either. I'm just saying that you know. I'm just saying there are influences that will make that happen in life. I'm just you know what I mean. I'm not saying Shaf is a woman for sitting down when he pees. Yeah. That's not what at all. he's. That's what I'm he's saying. I think that's what he thinks mm-hmm. is yeah, the problem. Which you know, maybe he's a little sensitive about it. But he all I'm be. saying, I'm saying there are valid reasons to sit. I just you know, I you know, I for for me, I do probably half and half. Um, I can say, very rarely do I go into the bathroom having to pee. And do I sit? Very rarely. I can think of like scenarios where I do it, like uh, if it's the middle of the night right. and I'm yeah like stumbling to the toilet, and I'm you know how like you wake up at two in the morning, you're know, like I don't want to get I don't want to wake myself up too much because then I won't I won't fall back asleep. So you like try to stay asleep while you're walking. It's so, like yeah. sometimes in a scenario like that, I'll sit down to pee. If I if I'm peeing. But I feel like there's an inkling where I might have to go poop. Like, uh, right? Maybe if I if I if I loosen these muscles and I pee, I feel like a poop might happen. I'll sit down. But outside of that, very rarely yeah. do I sit to pee. Oh, so you're uh, one of those that holds his phone on the urinal while he's peeing. While no, he's standing up. <laughs> no. But also, I work from home oh, most of the time too. Uh, so. I'll pee in public places, but that's not the norm for me. Um, if I, I'm going to give him a little trade secret. If I'm out and about and I got to poop, you know where I go? I don't go to the Circle K or I don't go to the the 7-Eleven. You know what I'll seek out? I'll get on Yelp or whatever and I'll Google. Porta potty. Clo- I'll, no, I'll Google the closest PetSmart <laughs> because they keep their bathrooms clean. And 99% of the time, there's nobody in those bathrooms. Mm. So I'll go down there and I'll, I'll lay a massive stinkeroonie. And if I really got to pee, I'll, I'll, if there's a gas station close, but sometimes I'll go to Target. I'll, I'll Google where's the closest Target uh, or a grocery store. And I'll just do that. 
to because use those bathrooms, facilities. Yeah, because they're yeah. usually cleaner than a gas station restroom. Hmm. So just a little secret, but I'm telling you, if you got if you got to do that public emergency poop, I'm telling you, find a PetSmart. That's the way to do it, man. That's that's how you got to do it. Uh, but since I work from home, like I said, very I'll almost always stand. And yeah, I'll pull out my phone. I'll stand there with my one thing in one hand and one thing in the other and scroll, <laughs> scroll the old uh, TikTok. I'll do it. Okay. I'm not ashamed okay. to admit it. Uh, and I'm not getting it everywhere most of the time. <laughs> then how say, do you aim it? Well, you start. You say you get it going, right? Mm-hmm. And then I know I got about 30 seconds. Quick, get the phone. I'm still <laughs> I'm still working this hand right here. And then I'll get on and do this. And like, okay, get like three or four swipes in on TikTok and then be like, okay, cool. Put it on the put it on the tank of the toilet. Shake it off. Push the button between your balls and your butthole. And then okay. Okay. get the, the drip out. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then de- deal with it. Uh, so for me personally, I very, very, very rarely do I sit to be. Mm. But this has been an eye-opening conversation because I was I was convinced both of you were going to be like, no, I pee, I stand to pee the whole time. Mm. What is this? What is that? Uh, so the more you know. Every, well, hey, listeners, what about you? Do you sit to pee or stand to pee? Leave us a review. But in the text, in the comment, just right. I sit to pee. <laughs> Only <laughs> or I sit if I'm pee. outside. Yeah, just let us know your peeing situation, boy or girl. Uh, girl, any girls out there stand to pee? They sell like a little taco thing for women. You just put put it in oh, your little like, woman pee hole. Yeah, and you just stand there camping, and pee. Yeah, camping, or something right? like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's get get what get it for your loved one today. Uh, there's also a, a a conversation prompt in here about breakfast items but you know what i'm gonna save that for next week because i feel like we've we've had a pretty decent conversation on this week's episode of sandbox gaming after dark and uh, i wouldn't want to uh soil it 